Hey, what's up, esports goons? It is July 29th, and it's time for some Project Esports. I'm joined by James. I would say as always, but we're just starting to get you back onto the podcast uh, on the regular. Uh, Andrew isn't here, so of course I'm taking up the mantle of host today. Um, but I'm excited about today. We have some good things to talk about. We're going to be talking about uh, a lot of Fortnite, a lot of Battle Royale games, which is definitely a change-up for us. Um, but I'm excited because it's it's uh, some fresh waters. How are you this week, James? I'm good, man. Well, I'm like as we we discussed in pre-show how little sleep I'm running off of right now. But overall, I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, like you said, man, it was like it was like a crazy, crazy last week for esports. So that that always gets me hyped. I, I like you know I love that stuff. So um, yeah, I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I miss Andrew, but uh, you know, yeah, because like he's been on and then you've been off like back and forth and all that. So um, yeah, so hopefully we'll get. We'll get all three boys on soon. But I want to talk about my favorite esport, which isn't an esport. I like to consider it separate, which is the FGC, Fighting Game Community. The biggest event is coming up this weekend. I'm super hyped about it. It's Evo, of course. Are you going to watch any games, James? Oh, I'm going to watch Evo, dude. Evo, Evo has, a, like, I don't, I don't pay attention to, like, much FGC, but, like, Evo always has, like, a, like a special place in my heart. Um, I'll probably I now I this I'm saying this blind without looking up the lineup. Um, we're going with I'm going to say DBZ's there. I'll be watching that uh, Street Fighter. And if there's any like is if there's any like offshoot one that kind of catches my eye, I might I might take a look. But those are probably the two I'm going to stick to. Nice. I think I'm probably going to watch a lot of Street Fighter, a lot of DBZ, um, and probably I might I might watch Smash. You know, I know it's it's like against uh, against my principles, but I might go into it. I might watch a little bit of Smash, see what the hype's all about, because uh, I like a lot of the characters, to be honest, in this new one. There's so many. Um, it's pretty sick, and I kind of want to check out the pro scene for it, because I really haven't given the newest Smash, uh, I think, a fair shot. So I think I'm going to watch it a little bit. Um, have you have you played it on your like on your own like just in like your personal free time? Yeah, I played it with friends and and uh, a couple times and it's good. It's fun. I like it. And I like I said before, I really like the character diversity. There's so many different characters to play. Um, it's great. Uh, I I don't think I've seen any of the newer characters. I don't, I don't think any of them have been released right yet. Uh, I don't I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think. I, like all like all that comes to mind for me is like. The original ones they released with like the new ones of like the new roster kind of thing mm -hmm. but like i don't think there's been any like dlc releases yet i don't think yeah so, uh, so i guess i'll probably come around the corner uh but i'm excited for it i'm excited for all the games i love evo i like just putting it on a stream and just leaving it going like all weekend um it's gonna be really hype and i know andrew is actually going to be there so we're gonna have some on the ground coverage and by that i mean the following show he's just gonna tell us what he thought about it and how much he actually wanted to play because he ended up not playing, which I'm a little disappointed in him about. Well, it's an open tournament. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you play? It? You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna go. You like, I mean, I played games with Andrew, and Andrew, like, I mean, love love the man to death, love his gusto, but my God, mechanically, he may not be the sharpest. But I mean, like, you still get to say you're participant, right? You're still participant. You don't have to put the boy on blast. Oh no, he's not here. He can't defend himself. I'll put him on blast. This is what he gets for this is what he gets for ghosting me. Oh, but uh, it, 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 it's it's hype. It's going to be hype weekend. Um, I'm excited about it. I'll probably be tweeting about it. Um, I'll probably be sending you DMs, James, about it all weekend. So 
uh, we have that to look forward to, and you'll definitely get the uh, the recap on that. Uh, but going into actual news, James, tell us about Echo Fox. What's going on with Echo Fox? So, the the legacy that this story has become, and like the the rise and fall of Echo Fox, might be one of the most saddest things in esports. Like, and only because not because of like not because of the name or anything like that, but the guy that kind of like that kind of like headed this whole thing. Rick Fox has actually like sold me, sold me on Echo Fox from the get go and everything like that. But we finally got like the resolution that Echo uh, Echo Fox's spot because the investor basically wouldn't give up his his or the shareholder wouldn't give up his spot. Um, they were forced to sell. And now they, that, that being said, they sold it for thirty point two five million dollars to um, the LA Gladiators is basically the team that they're selling to. But they're better they're better known as Sentinels, which we'll kind of come we'll reference later. Um, who were formerly Phoenix One, which were a part of the LCS years ago. Um, that being said, though, the the crappy part about it is is like despite the fact they're getting a stupid amount of money for selling the spot, Rick Fox, as you can tell, the dude is like he's devastated. There was a there was a really crazy interview that the kind of the score the score esports put on, um, basically of an audio file of uh, of Rick basically talking. I don't know who he was actually being interviewed by, but he was talking basically like his emotions, like going through this whole thing, and everything like that. And the guy, like you can tell, like this this stung him. This stung him really, really hard, um, and I really hope the guy stays in esports because he's really good for the community. He's been like he's been nothing but a positive influence. Like there has been, I can't think of one bad thing Rick Fox has done, but like this is unfortunately this is the resolution we've reached. Um, they're selling their spot for thirty point two five, um, and yeah, I hope I hope to God some other team like either takes Rick and brings him in because it's not just. Like by the sounds of it, it's not just the it's not just the LCS spot. Like Echo Fox as a whole is kind of getting consumed because like, the LCS spot is really their big thing right now. That being said, they have guys like Sonic Fox and stuff like that who are still part of the roster. Like a while ago, we talked about basically how they gutted most of their FGC uh, FGC guys. But um, yeah, like I mean, they still have some big names under them, not just in League of Legends. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens with them if they do go to the new organization and everything like that. And Echo Fox just kind of dissolves, um, which to me might be the best because Rick Fox can separate himself from this. He can separate himself from this project and then go on to something new. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my take on it. How do you uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, it sucks. It sucks a lot because you like yeah. you were saying, you can definitely tell that uh, Rick Fox was really getting into it. This is something that he really believed in. It's not something that he just threw his money at. It was something that he was like, I really like this. I'm really into it. Like, I know he had the, like, he was doing updates about his, like, progress playing League, trying to get out of, like, I think it was, like, bronze or whatever. Like, no, no, it was it was Iron. Rick yeah, Fox iron, was in the iron. bottom five, bottom 0.5% or something like that. Like, the dude, the dude was a legend, and then he started climbing. Yeah, and he was just, like, you know, just trying his hardest to actually understand the game and get really good at it, which is amazing you know for like someone who has like a ton of money like him to come in and just be like i'm gonna invest in this and not only that but i want to understand this and like really like get into it and for this to happen it just it really sucks and i saw a post that was from his son i believe um that was just like hey listen like my old man's like really devastated by this if you can just like send some good words his way or anything like he's having a really rough go at this so um, you know, I, he's definitely heartbroken over it. Not only because of that, just because of like the terrible situation that that investor put him in. Like it wasn't, it was like something that was completely out of his control too, which really, really sucked. 
Yeah, like, and I think I think that's what makes the the uh, the whole thing like that much more tragic is that Rick couldn't do anything, and you know he would literally exhaust every resource that he had if he could, but his hands were were tied, right? And like, I mean, um, we, and we bring bring this up before, and I'll bring it up again. Like, the, uh, the LCS did the right move. They did the right move by like you know trying basically like saying like we don't we don't tolerate this shit right and they did give them a week and everything like that um a week in the when, when it comes to like legal legal like you know terms and sorting out and everything like that it's kind of like peanuts right it's not a whole lot of time um but i mean they tried they kind of they did what they could and i think because like the lc like i mean they recognized how big of a character rick fox is and they even said like he's welcome like everywhere and like nobody really Nobody really debated that, you know what I mean? No, it was like, okay, well, Echo Fox is gone. Rick ain't, he ain't getting in the stadium, you know what I mean? Like, Rick, Rick would be welcome back with open arms, but, like, yeah, man, it just it just stings. It stings a lot. It stings for the community, too, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's just sad overall, man. Yeah, this is definitely a story we've been following for, I feel like, what, like two months now? I think about two months or so. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's been a while. Yeah, so we've just been updating on this, and I think this is probably the last big update for that. Uh, I guess the only other update is what's going to happen to Rick, if he's going to go anywhere, if he's going to do anything else in esports. I guess that's the only other update we'll really have. Uh, but I think for the time being, that that pretty much does it for the story. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch upon on this one? Uh, the only other thing I'd like to just, like kind of cover too is like what happens to Kyle as well, because Kyle was also heavily involved in the team as well. So I'd like to see where he ends up in, where the remaining the remaining uh, players from like the entire organization end up whether they stay with Echo Fox if it dissolves all that good stuff. But yeah, I think until we figure out what's going on with them, which will probably be down the road a little bit, um, that's really all we'll have for a while. Yeah, um, but let's shift gears over to I guess our big giant uh, topic, sort of, is just Fortnite. We're just gonna we're just gonna go off on Fortnite for a little bit because um, there was a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, so I just wanted to touch upon a short story that happened. Um, uh, with with very mixed emotions. Um, so you know, pretty uh, famous streamer Ewok recently joined Phase. Um, that was the big news, and the reason why Ewok was you know came into such a uh, such a big following is that she is I think she's like fourteen or fifteen right now. She's um, thirteen. Thirteen. She's thirteen. I think Ewok's little... thirteen. Okay, uh, she, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm almost like a hundred percent sure she's thirteen. Yeah, so very, very young. Uh, but she's also deaf, so um, playing playing in very different circumstances um, from everyone else on the ladder, and she absolutely kills it. Uh, the first time that you know I started seeing her all in all my feeds was because a bunch of streamers were coming across her and going, "This is insane!" Like she is absolutely like wrecking ladder right now, um, and she had a huge uh, streamer following, and you know might have paid off here by getting into a really big team and probably huge contract yeah she's uh she's with face clan now which is um, the iffy part which is the iffy part we've had so many mixed emotions about face clan and how they conduct themselves and everything like that um that like it, it sucks for me because like i see you walk and i'm like this is the most genuine innocent 13 year old who's just super crazy at video games and I, like i don't want any part of like any corruption to just to touch this person you know what i mean like in phase it's just like they've had a bit of a shitty track record recently right so ugh, god yeah i know i don't know man yeah i really don't like the phase part of it uh i mean obviously definitely very happy for her on landing probably a really lucrative deal um because i'm assuming at this point she has to have you know 
some backup on this you know it's it's not you know them sending her something and then her just signing off on it it's, she probably has a team behind her just like reading over this making sure it's legit because obviously there was all those issues before of like not getting a good deal and all that so i'm assuming one phase is definitely um changed things up a little bit with their contracts hopefully and uh hopefully there was a, a good lawyer looking at that contract for her yeah i really like i i really hope that ewok or her parents or like who or her guardians whatever have like kind of seen phase's track record and been like okay we need to be really really thorough about this we need to make sure that you know there's nothing that happens anything like that um that being said though it was like absolutely adorable to see her like chuck up phase up and like sign like that video just like warms my heart man like it was it was great because you can tell like she's stoked man like why wouldn't she be right um so yeah um big big fan i don't know i just i just hope it stays good i just i don't want anything bad to happen yeah so i actually saw something else from phase over this past weekend did you see the pop-up they did in um in new york no okay i think i saw a post about it but i didn't actually like go in and like investigate it it was really weird so they did like i guess a pop-up shop but like thousands of people came like like a ridiculous amount of people came and they had to like barricade stuff off and have the police there because there was like just this massive crowd um and of course like banks was just being you know i guess on brand and just like trying to be a goober or whatever but it was really weird just seeing like that many people there for phase because um you know normally we we view esports teams more of the long lines of like the franchise teams you know the lcs teams the overwatch league teams but i think sometimes we lose sight of you know you know phase clan and stuff like that of where they just have like such a huge following because of these shooters yeah i think and i think if it's if it's big because of our like because of like the games that we've kind of like us amongst the three of us really follow right but there is like i feel like there is like a big big market that we don't really like touch on like when's the last time we talked about evil geniuses when's the last time we talked about rogue like, I mean, the, and, like, again, FaZe Clan, besides, like, the contrary, like, these 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 are established esports brands. They're just in teams that are games that we don't really follow directly. Like, I've gotten some, thank you, I've gotten some exposure from from Rainbow Six with these guys and stuff like that. But, like, I mean, that's, like, that's like tip of the iceberg with FaZe Clan, you know what I mean? And they're, I think their roster is from, from Brazil. Um, so, I mean, like, it's not even, like, a lot of the FaZe Clan that um, North America knows, right? But, like... I mean, I like I remember everybody in Call of Duty back in the day be having like FaZe in their name, you know, just to be a part of the FaZe clan, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bit of a throwback. Yeah. Uh I it, I mean, it just really shows that their brand is just like super super strong and they're really pushing through. Um I saw uh, like a esports job posting a couple weeks ago. It was like right after the the whole like scandal that they had. It was just FaZe clan PR manager. Did you see that post? incredible absolutely yeah. incredible just to go out there and just post that like whoever's going into that job it's like hell yeah let's do this <laughs> yeah i mean i can't screw up any worse than the last guy right like there's no way um yeah i think i think we memed about it a fair bit in the slack once that once that post went up because like, it's just oh, the timing and everything was just was just pretty. but yeah hopefully this is uh a turnaround the corner for phase hopefully they get their stuff together, they keep doing great, and hopefully Ewok's getting a really good deal. Now, I don't know exactly what she's coming under the clan for. I don't know if she's going to be playing in a lot of tournaments. I don't know if she's going to be focusing on streaming. I'm not quite sure on that. Um, 
did you did you see anything about that or any of those details i didn't see i didn't see anything like what her what her role was within the team um like i mean that being said in the world cup she actually didn't she didn't compete in the like the main roster to or the rain like tournament to my knowledge she was a part of the like celebrity tournament i don't know if she competed in both or like I don't know what the setup was there, but I know for sure she's she uh, she competed in the celebrity tournament, right? So I may yeah. I'm assuming that's probably her angle. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, but let's let's shift gears over to that then, because that was the big, huge event this past weekend, was the Fortnite World Cup, just millions of dollars, like a disgusting amount of money, just it just exchanged it out. just everywhere, which is it's crazy. Um, I definitely love it. I like seeing this amount of money in esports. Is it sustainable? Probably not, but it's sick. Um, I'm, not, I'm not complaining short term, man. <laughs> yeah, so let me run down uh, the results real quick because I have them up here. So for duos, it was Aqua in Nifrox. I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, they're a team from Europe, and they won $30 million. That's $1.5 million each. For the Pro-Am tournament, it was Airwax and RL Grime. They won a million dollars. And then the the solo was won by a 16-year-old. Uh, Bugga, I think that's his name. Bugga, yeah. yeah of, he, the, of the Sentinels who just bought their way into the LCS. Yeah, and he won $3 million. Just himself, $3 million. 16 years old. Which is insane. And something else that I, I, I saw is during that time, not only did he earn $3 million, but he got 150,000 followers and got verified on Twitter, which is insane. Like, it, like it, in seconds, in seconds. Yeah, so he definitely wasn't, you know, he, like, he was, like he was a really good player, um, but he wasn't this well-known. And now he's set. He doesn't have to, like, go into, like, competitive grinding or anything from here. He can just play and stream like he is basically set because of his following that if he just if he if he uses that correctly he doesn't have to worry about anything else which is sick right i mean like the dude can almost like we may have just birthed a new ninja like overnight you know what i mean like if he if he markets himself correctly if sentinels kind of harnesses him the proper way and everything and like he's got the right attitude and stuff Oh, oh, I mean, this could go one of two ways. We either get a new ninja or we could get a new Tyler one. Who knows, right? Like, I mean, it, it's a coin flip, right? Um, but yeah, no, he like, again, like he blew up overnight. And I mean, it wasn't just him. Like a lot of the guys in like the top five, basically, like they were like, they were like worldly recognized. Um, half the reason why I'm repping the CLG jersey for any of our video or our audio viewers or listeners, there we go, um, is because second place was taken by uh, Psalm, um, who took home 1.8. Which is still like it's still nutty. It's still like, you know, it's like let's fuck you money. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you would not scoff at that. That that's like winning. That's like huge for any kind of winnings, let alone like a second place. Well, the big thing was too is that they t- like uh, I seen Fiona Fire talk about this uh, like in Slasher that basically a lot of these guys literally shot up uh, ahead of everybody in like the like the the like uh, collective earnings in, in esports because of this one massive event. Bugga is now like I think he broke top ten in one event. Like that's how far esports has come. That these Dota pros who've been playing for years and years and years, um, and maybe like like some of them have of course were in like you know the the uh, the green grass ages and stuff like that. 
But now we're into the point where you're in the top ten after one tournament. Like that's like we're the bubble is still growing. Yeah, um, he definitely broke um, the most single earnings from like a single tournament um, from anyone because there have been prize pools that have been greater, like like Ti. Um, but from yeah, of course, but yeah. from an individual winning money, he has won the most amount of money in a single tournament because uh, no one has made three million dollars off of one tournament yet uh, for for like an individual, which is insane. At sixteen, yeah, at, at 16. sixteen years old. Like imagine, imagine going into high school like after the summer, like what that'd be like. He's like, yeah, I won three million dollars playing Fortnite. Like that'd be sick, right? Oh, dude, the, like, that's that's clout. That's so much clout. For that, is, that is clout on clout right there. He's going to be dealing with them clout sharks, like, immediately after this. Like, oh, like, his school is going to be swarming. So you were talking about second place winning 1.8, and obviously it's going down the list and them just making a ton of money. But I have the, the you know, the top four right here uh, just for duos. So for duos, the top was 3 million for first, 2.5 or no 2.25 for second 1.8 for third for fourth it was 1.5 million for fourth place still 1.5 million dollars yeah it's gross it's insane man like i can't tan like i can't wrap my head around getting that amount of money like all at once right like that's off of one this is it, it is definitely unreal and i definitely want people just to like take this in for a moment um obviously fortnite We've been talking about it for probably like since we, we we started the show up and you know at times it definitely seemed like a flash in a pan but this really does show that people have money and they're willing to put it behind this game and the tournament was it looked like it was a, a hit yeah there was a, like there was a, it was kind of funny there was some like memes floating around about like the first i think it was like the first day or something like how low the attendance was and like man it sure is an empty arena and then you go to like the last day and it is packed it is full and like and then you, you can't dismiss that anymore right nobody in their right mind in the esports like community is gonna sit here and be like fortnite's not a real esport nobody's nobody's gonna do that anymore let prize money alone we like i mean you you, you and i and andrew even scoffed at me I'm like oh they're just fucking checking money at the problem and then like they'll fix it but no like i mean it like this kind of like I don't want to say this solidifies the chucking money at this makes kind of an esport, but it, it almost did. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of made this tournament so renowned was like the stupid amount of money you were making from it, right? Plus, I mean, I haven't watched. I like I don't watch Fortnite. Um, I've, I've really I'm really becoming invested in like the CLG brand, so I actually am gonna take like like it, it's nice to see like not only one team like excel in one one esports stuff like that so i'll be taking like uh, with Sam in and kind of like watching him and stuff like that because i would like to like get into it like not myself competitively but like as a viewer competitively you know what i mean yeah and i also just want to touch upon the way that fortnite is structured right now um because i definitely get got a new appreciation for the game because it is like quintessential esports so let me paint this picture, right? Um, you have League of Legends, right? If I want to play on the main LCS stage, if I want to go to Worlds and I want to win Worlds, what is that path to get there? Oh, my friend. Do you want me to lay it out for you? Or do you lay want me lay to out the path. If someone is really good, I'm talking someone right now is a god. They're very good at the game. Lay out the path that they would have to take to reasonably play for uh, a top tier team and get into Worlds. 
So there's there's two there's two approaches. One is you're a top tier ladder player and you get picked up by like an academy team of a main LCS spot or like right off the bat, and then you basically put in your hours against guys who've already been established in their role to hopefully take their spot in the main roster. Then then you're looking to qualify for you're looking to qualify for worlds against other top tier teams, and then hopefully you get past you get past groups in worlds, and then you're going against every other freaking region out there, which like. We've seen it historically. Korea and China have they have quite a good track record internationally, and so does Europe. Like I mean, these like these regions are blowing up. And then if you're from North America, you're already a meme. So if I mean you make it to finals, like holy shit, you're already breaking records, anyways. But that's if you get picked up right away. But if you're just like a top tier player who like is a one trick or something like that, you need to put time in the amateur scene. You need to hope your amateur team makes it to scouting grounds, and then from scouting grounds, you got to hope you can prove yourself. So an academy team picks you up. It is a long, long road, and it is a lot of time. And do you know what the path to, to, to Fortnite World Cup is? You log on, you play in a qualifier, you kill it at that qualifier, you go to the event, and then you play the event that weekend, and you take home $3 million, which, I mean, is, so- which is quintessential esports right there. Like, obviously, it's it, you have to play in a qualifier to get there, but it still is like... I don't know, that just like really reminds me of the old days of being able to, you know, you show up, you know, you might register beforehand, but you basically show up uh, to the arena or, you know, obviously it was like, you know, banquet hall or convention it hall. A, it was a banquet hall, it yeah. It was a banquet real. hall at a Holiday Inn, but you would show up there, you would you would wait until you hear your name for pools, you would play in pools, you get out of pools, hopefully you get into the top 32 and then work your way up from there and then get into grand finals and it's... It, it, it all happens at once, and it's all because of skill, which is really cool, and which is why I, I have this new appreciation for it, because I love it. And not to say I don't like things like the Overwatch League or, or LCS that are super franchised and structured like that. I think they have a place for sure, but I have a really, really deep appreciation for an esport that you can play, and if you are really good, you're going to do well, and you're going to be able to you know take home $3 million dollars for an event like this because we were just talking um about bugger how he you know got a hundred and or hundred and fifty thousand followers i don't want to say he was a nobody because obviously he was on sentinels he was a really good player but he 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 did not have the kind of fame that he did just last week like he really exploded and i think that's super cool and i love to see things like that happen yeah it kind of takes all the best elements of the fgc and like basically amplifies it by the ridiculous amount of earnings they, they they put towards the game right and i think i think the the big divide and why we see these two setups and why they're set up the way they are um is because one is a solo game and one is a team game you know what i mean now of course there is duos oh, yeah. and stuff like of that. course I'm, but it's I'm, a different right. scale of teams it is a di- yeah exactly right and i think that i think this the, the the fact that you either have a five or six man roster um a sometimes a, sometimes upward to 12 with like overwatch and stuff like that i think that really alters your path and stuff like that because you can be toxic as shit and but you're only playing with yourself right and you can you can make it to the top you don't get that same opportunity with uh with like a team game you know what i mean because that gets that gets snuffed out really really quick so but i do i again like i totally agree like i like that it takes the best part um of like grassroots esports and just turns it up to 10 because of like how much money fortnite has behind it it's kind of, it's a good thing it's a good thing for the community i think yeah it's a little bit of both you know it's grassroots but it also has a ton of money injected into it um so it, it is it is a little bit of both 
and we are probably going to see something like that this weekend coming up in evo because it is an open tournament if you signed up you can show up and if you do well you're gonna win now obviously you have absolute gods like justin wong there who yeah he's probably gonna win he's probably gonna win something and you're gonna have you know people like sonic fox we're gonna show up and absolutely crush it but in in more than one esport yeah, in more than one. and But, you know, you can have really godlike players show up and do really well. You'll have those Shinokuma 666s just show up and, and dominate. Um, this So this dude, uh, this I don't know, this was a long time ago. This had to be like five years ago. Um, he shows up, signs up. His name is Shinokuma 666. Apparently he's like kind of known on ladder a little bit. Um, but he signs up for Street Fighter and in pools beats daigo knocks him out of pools oh my god man which is insane because you're like daigo got knocked out of pool. like that's that's not that's not how it's that daigo. works he's yeah, daigo exactly and he loses this this dude shidakuma 666 it's even kind of like a meme name too right? oh yeah like, yeah that, and that's, that's what makes that's it even the best but yeah you get that and that's what i like it's almost like you know if some guy like nims 41 decided to like register through pools and you know try to climb his way up uh you know there would be a real story there but you know missed opportunities right it's yeah. it's a damn um he, he could have been the next Daigo. who knows so i just want to shift the conversation uh still in fortnite but into a little bit of a different realm so recently there was a clip that came up from none other than the two-time dr disrespect where basically oh God, he was yeah. uh he, he seemed a little salty on fortnite it was just saying like oh you know if you had this uh, this you know these millions and millions of dollars into CS:GO, like then you would have a real tournament. And I just wanted to get your your kind of take on this and like with his sentiments and and how do you feel? The problem is, is I don't like Doctor Disrespect off the gate. Like so, I'm already like I already have like a jaded approach to it. Um, would I like to see this amount of money into another shooter? Sure, hell yeah. I'd like to see it in any other like I'd like no I like I wouldn't it's not like I'd like to take away from Fortnite and be like, okay, we're gonna put this into something else. Um I recognize like you can't just chuck money at every esport. Um we're like, I don't know, man. It's just like the games need to grow naturally. Um uh, Epic just happened to have a ton of money and they kinda of played their cards right. Um and like I hate to say it, but like CSGO paved the way for Fortnite. So I would love to see them pay their dues. Um, but at the same time, like that's just not how business works. You know what I mean? So I mean maybe one day we'll get to CSGO getting thirty million dollar tournaments, but uh, you know, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. You get a crowdfund it like uh, like TI does, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, which could be smart about it, guys. Yeah, which could do really well because we see when um when CSGO players crowdsource things, and it does really well, uh, just like when uh, you know Bitcoin miners get installed in the backgrounds of their their clients. <laughs> I, I I I like to to dunk on CSGO because like so many weird like scam stuff has happened around it. Um, that is just too funny. Uh, it's a great game. I love CSGO. I think it's one of the shooters I actually do very much enjoy watching. Um, I love the strategy around it. Uh, I, I think it's really cool on how like the rounds like play out and everything. But man, there's some there's some really funny scams that have gone on over the years in that game. Yeah, I like I, I like I don't know, man. It feels to me it feels like CS:GO has always been like the guinea pig for like all this ridiculous shit to happen to it. You know what I mean? Like because it's like it's one again. It's one of the oldest, right? So it's usually running on like one of the oldest like 
like uh, like setups and stuff like that. So you always see this weird ass stuff, like you know, like you know, like Bitcoin miners and stuff. So like I don't know. Man. And then of course they have the skins in the game too, and so you had that oh whole weird God, time yeah. period of like the gambling websites with the skins. Do you remember that time? Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, and that was just like that. Like, I remember when I was like first. That was like when I was first getting into like esports and stuff like that. And I heard about all this nonsense about like gambling with CS:GO skins. I'm like, what? Do you, like, what? Like, why is this? Why is this even a thing? Like, well, how did this spawn? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I don't like CS:GO has just been like such an anomaly, man. Like, it's been a good anomaly in a lot of ways, but then it has like these really weird offshoots that you're just like, this this math doesn't add up. This doesn't happen anywhere else. So back in college, there was this kid that played on our CSGO team. He was fairly good. Like he wasn't like crazy good or anything, but he was, he was good. He was competitive. Um, definitely at like an amateur level. Um, but the dude, like one, one, one day, one after like one of like the, the CSGO like club meetings, he was like, yo, come out to the parking lot. I'm like, what? I was like, okay. And we go out to the parking lot and there's this brand new car. He's like, I just bought a car. I was like, oh, cool, dude. <laughs> and, and he was like, no, no, no. I bought it with, with money. I got gambling skins. What? The How much did he make? I, well, clearly enough to buy a car, which was insane. Because uh, this was definitely like in, in uh, like the medium. Like it was in the medium tier of the, like the whole skins thing. We're like, what? It, yeah, he just, he just, you know, gambled and, and trade skins and. He cashed out and just got a car and was like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll call it. I'll call it here. I mean, like, yeah, dude, that's like that's when you're like, okay, now this is when I get out. You know what I mean? Before I lose everything, right? Was uh, it like, do you know? Do you know what kind of car it was? Just so I can kind of gauge what he. No, no, no. I. Oh, it, it was a. It was definitely a couple K though, like for sure. Oh, it was yeah. a brand new car. So, but yeah, it was absolutely insane. Um, and what they also used to do to incentivize people, uh, to go. Um, is it used to raffle off skins too? They used to be go oh. okay. Come to the, come to our club meeting. Um, we'll raffle off a, a like a like a skin to give out. And surprisingly, did really well. Yeah, go figure, right? You're not gonna get that anymore now, though. Now yeah. that all the now that all that shady gambling's been shut down. James, did you know that if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime? Do you know that? I may have heard this once or twice. Did you know that if you have Amazon Prime, that you're supporting a terrible company, an awful company that is exploiting its workers? But, but you can take a little bit back by giving us your Amazon Twitch Prime because it's all connected and it's free and you get a free sub every single month. You just have to sub to us. It's great. We have emotes. We have con conspiracy hat tinfoil emotes that you can spam. You can go to other people's chat and just spam it. They'll be like, what is this skin? Or what is this emote? They'll click on it. I was thinking about skins too much. They'll click on the emote. They'll be like, oh, it's from popped underscore off. I wonder what that is. They click on it. They go to our channel. They see us. They also sub because they want that tinfoil hat too. So that's yeah. that. Andrew's not going to let me do that read ever again. You're never getting away with that again. No, yeah, just never. To build on, just to build on Dylan's point, don't have to sub to us. Sub to anybody. Sub to, support locals. Support, like, it was support your buddy, you know what I mean? Who's got it. But, I mean, but we, we'd yeah, appreciate we're your taking... We're your buddy. We're yeah, your buddy yeah. friend. Yeah, do do subscribe to us, though. Yeah, um, yeah give us give us, give us us that uh, that Amazon. James, take us to the next one. 
Yeah, okay, cool. So we're moving into Project Overwatch, the your favorite podcast within a podcast. I've always wanted to say that because I, I never get the chance to. It's always it's always Andrew's thing. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so we're moving into stage four. Um, and they're doing MVP voting now. This is the big thing. And then now, amongst the three of us, we're putting this towards Prediction King. Prediction King, unfortunately, because of like me and Andrew kind of being sporadic on the podcast, um, has kind of gotten the gotten like you know the shelf but we're trying to bring it back now that i'm going to be consistently here again um and andrew if he doesn't have his parents sprung on him you know on a regular basis again we'll, we'll, he'll be back in the mix as well but yeah no we want to get back into prediction king and all that good stuff so we actually voted as well uh, towards who we thought was the mvp um so it's kind of a group consensus with the exception of andrew um it's a two of us consensus it's a well whatever man whatever um all from the san francisco shock all from the san francisco shock um, both myself and Dylan picked Super, um, and Andrew picked that scumbag Sinatra. So whoa, I've I've never liked Sinatra. I've never liked him since I started watching Overwatch. I don't care. I've listened to his comms. I hate the guy. Um, so yeah, I really hope Super gets it. I, I despite the fact they're teammates, I want to see Super get it. Yeah, I had to pick Super, um, not for any reason in particular, just, just to choose them. Um, if I had a choice between anyone, it'd be Stratus. I love Stratus. I think he deserves MVP because he he really brings heart into the into the Overwatch League. I don't think anyone has the heart that he does. Well, okay, so like this past weekend, the dude was wearing like aviators on stage. Like he was just like he's the he's the biggest meme in the Overwatch. He League. is an and absolute he, goon. He is. He is a goon, and he embraces it. So I mean, like I like I've commented time and time again how much of a goddamn weirdo stratus is but i mean like he really brings personality to the league and i you know you gotta appreciate that especially because he plays with the justice now justice beat my boys this weekend so i can't talk too much shit but i mean like he does take it to a, a team that like isn't like they're not doing super super well or anything like that but he brings them personality so people still want to watch the justice just because of stratus right um now no, no, i'm not really you know dismissing the rest of their team but i mean stratus is there and he's like a major personality yeah, and so I also just wanted to bring up the kind of drama around the Overwatch League MVP. Do you are you filled in on that? I'm not filled on this, so I'm 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 interested. Right okay, now. so I'm not super filled on uh, on this. So you can you can you can look this up later. You can do your own research. But essentially, what's okay. going on is that like it was weird timing of when they were doing the MVP and all this because it's like stages aren't really all over, and they took most of the data uh for for mvp back when it was just goats um during like the first two stages so they're just kind of going on half of the season rather than all of it like the mvp for all the season so it's weird um so i don't know why they they chose that model i don't i don't really know how they did it last year to compare i assume it's probably not that because people are kind of upset about it um but we'll see we will see who gets it um voting still goes until uh mid mid to late august i think um uh, but just just go watch the overwatch league because you'll get a pop-up saying please vote and you can just vote right on on stream uh it's really easy to do that and it's also sponsored by t-mobile uh don't forget that part sponsored by t-mobile yeah so we will we'll wrap up this prediction king in august whenever it, whenever it wraps up um and they they give out the mvp but james Besides your hair just looking amazing because, like, the, the fan is, like, blowing <laughs> on it. And you're looking uh, very good in it. Um, but tell, Thanks, us, tell us about 222. 
Yeah, so 222 has been a massive success. What a surprise. Putting DPS players back in the Overwatch League on, you know, DPS characters. Um, Dylan, off the top of your head, I knew you did the outline, but I mean, like, if you were to take, like, a random guess at, like, how many characters were getting played, like, with 222 popping up, like, how many, I know you just looked at it, like, I know you just did, but, like, at, like you know, for, if you're average layman viewer, like, how many characters would you think got played because of 222? I would probably say all 30 characters. Yeah, it's because all 30 characters have been played. Every character has been played because of 222. What a surprise, guys. You've been able to market literally every character in your game because of 222. Uh, it may be like one of the most, it's one of the smartest decisions that I think Overwatch League has made recently. Um, we've bashed them a lot, like the last little while. Um, I mean, I, I, I was never a naysayer of GOATS. Like, I like GOATS because, like, for, again, like an entry level viewer, GOATS is really easy to figure out because once one team lost one member, the other team was winning. It's usually how it went down. But now you get your hitscan artists back. You get all your crazy DPS plays. Um, so you get a lot of fun stuff now, which is kind of sick. Um, and you're also kind of moving towards a like League of Legends s model because Dota just doesn't give a shit. They don't have a. They don't have like your top, yeah, your mid, your jungle. They don't have that. But now you're going to people who are like you're the you're a tank player and you're going to stay a tank player. There's no way you're now you know. You're losing a tank player. So and I, I think for for pros, like I think this is really good because when you had GOATS, you're like, okay, I'm a really sick DPS player, but there's not a chance in hell I'm getting picked up because GOATS is dominant. So I better roll swap to tank and hope for the best. You know what I mean? Um, so I think for the overall growth of Overwatch to for it to continue going where it's going, um, this was a this was a necessity, right? And now it really makes it easy to like to include new characters into like which uh, thing they found like fall under. We, I don't think we have a true like flex character that can go in anything. I think everybody is pretty like role defined like basically on the on the get go. So um, it kind of opens up an avenue for that for people to have like multiple rem- members uh, or multiple roles. Sorry. Um, and yeah, it, it, I think it makes following a player re- re- much that much more enjoyable too, right? Yeah, and obviously seeing DPS characters is super hype. You love to see Widowmaker. You like to see those shots. It's great. Um, I got to see a lot of Widowmaker play, and I I love it. Um, but one thing I want to bring up, I don't want to I don't want to sit here and and say that we have correct takes every single time, or say that we are the best esports podcaster is because we're always correct. But James, flashback a couple weeks ago when there was rumors going around about two two two, and you know what we said? You know you know what the consensus we came to was? Refresh me. We said that two 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 sounds like a good idea. As long as the ladder implements the two-two-two lock as well, we and did say that. That did was exactly quoted. That I'm not gonna say Blizzard is listening in. I'm not gonna say Jeff himself is listening in and going, you know, that's a that's a good idea. We got to make sure we do that. But I don't want to rule it out. Jeff, if you're listening right now. Hello, and you're welcome for saving Overwatch. Ask us any time, because uh, you know it's already been established that I could be the director of esports, not a Blizzard, just just the director of esports in general so just ask me anything i will i will let you know what you should do with your game it'll be great he's a visionary he's a man of the people let him direct all conduct for your esport doesn't matter what it is he will guide you in the right so james is this going to get you to play overwatch more and by more i mean any amount because i know you're not playing any I, you know, like, I can, yeah, I, I think, I want to say it's going to bring me back into the game. I want to say it's going to do it. 
Um, I don't know why it didn't grip me the first time. I have no idea. I think it was like the, originally the comms thing kind of turned me away from it a bit. Um, but I think I think I can make a step back. I think I can define myself as because I, I I need that. I need like a role to be like okay, I am this player. You know what I mean? Because that's what that's what I that's what I did in League of Legends. That's what I I've kind of done in Rainbow Six. Um, so I mean like it's I think it's better to do that. Um, so yeah, I think I can kind of What's get back role? into it. What do you play? In in what? In Overwatch. In Overwatch, I think I think I'm gonna be a tank player. Okay, so we have our two tanks. We got you and we got me. We have the two tanks. We're looking we're we're looking for the other two twos. So if you play DPS or healing, that's the that's the support. 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 Yeah. If you play support, hit us up, we'll queue up. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have for Project Overwatch. And I wanna lead into the last thing another prediction king that is ti prize pool watch what do you think it's at oh uh, see i didn't look i didn't get a chance to cheat or anything like that like you did with the characters of uh or watch i'm going to say we're at oh god i don't know where we're at right now i don't i can't i didn't remember seeing the last of it i'm going to say 30 zero 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 five Thirty zero zero five, so three million five thousand. Yeah, three million five thousand. No, reevaluate. I, it, it was higher re- last week. You can reevaluate. It was high. Okay, so okay, so I was I was out last week. So I'm okay. So okay, uh, thirty one oh thirty one oh. What what was that? One more time. Thirty one. Oh oh two. All right. I have what Andrew said. Let me pull up what he said because he is, he's he's currently not with us. Um, but he he inputted for all the prediction king stuff because we didn't want him to to fall too far behind. Um, even though he is the current prediction king and he does uh does have the crown. So if you're in our Twitch chat, um, you can see that Andrew is the prediction king. But yeah, I don't know where I posted it. Okay. So Andrew was 31 million. And I think it is going to be 31 million 50,000. Okay, all right, we're close. All right, let's click on it. And it is 31 million 7,000. Who Wait, who's that put closest? Is that me? Yep, that's you. Let's go, boys. Let's go. James for prediction king this year. I got this. I, I got think this you're. I think you're. You're way behind on every other prediction possible. But you got one point. I got one point, dude. You it's got on. one point. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. Thanks. I need it. I need all the all the the ego boosting I can get right now. So boom, boom. I think that's all we had for today's episode. Unless you have anything, James. Is there anything you want to bring on? Any walk on items? I. You know I. I want to take my 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 honorable mention time because we do have a little bit of time before we do uh, call the show um, to just really promote Rainbow Six esports. I really want any of our listeners to really like. I know I I chuck it in there all the time, but I really want to I really want to like encourage everybody to kind of go and watch it. 
Um, from a viewing uh, standpoint, it is a little difficult to follow just because you do jump around a lot. Um, play a couple casual games, like kind of get a vibe for the operators and stuff like that, and then go watch Pro. The big thing I like about Pro Rainbow Six is that the commentators are so much more, um, they're they're, more, they're much less much less scripted than other than other esports. I find these guys are not. I want to say they're a little rugged. I almost want to go that far. Um, just just uh, last week. One of the one of the actual commentators called us all poor, all the viewers poor, because they, they were promoting a uh, promoting like a clip co- like a clip contest. He's like, you you guys are poor. I, you're poor. We know you're poor. You need the money. Why not? You know why not? Uh, why not contribute? Right. So like you get this like this nice little edge that is very refreshing in like the esports scope. You just don't get it anymore because it, it reminds me of the very much like of the early day stuff. These guys are just still getting away with it. Nobody's com- and nobody complains. The community loves it. Right. Um, I guess Gears of War kind of falls like a similar as, as far as like savagery from commentators and stuff like that. But it's nice. It's refreshing, right? So I do want to take this time to promote it. Uh, Raleigh's coming up with one of the majors. Um, there's some crazy good personality on there. Um, any of them are great to listen to. 10 out of 10 recommended. Check it out, guys. Nice. Very good shout out to the Rainbow Six community there. I want to do my own shout out. Um, not for good reasons, but for drama reasons. If you have any interest in drama right now, please just go, like, vaguely keep up with Magic, because it is in absolute disarray. Uh, You know, Magic Esports, the digital version is becoming very popular. Paper players aren't happy about it. A lot of pros are like, yeah, it's probably going to be my last big major event. Uh, So a lot of people are dropping out because they don't want to play the digital version. So definitely a lot of turmoil there. Love to see the drama. Uh, stay tuned for that. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely report on if that is exploding or not. But James, you got anything? Got anything else? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I do. All right. Um, I think find, find a team and support them. Find a team. Support Tier 2 Overwatch. Support any team. Just find a team you like with personality, whatever. Support them. I don't care. Support us. Support someone. Yeah, support someone, even if it's your friends. Cause you gotta, yeah, exactly. Everyone needs a little support. Um, but I think that's going to about do it for Project Esports for today. Uh, thanks, everyone, for stopping by. Um, if you stop by the live stream or, you know, if you check this out on any of our VODs or audio. Uh, but, James, I don't do a good enough job at thanking the people. Just thank the people, please. The people, I'm going to thank you so much. I'm going to thank you for any platform you guys check us out on. Any platform you interact with us on, be it Discord, Twitter, um, if you're in our Slack, if you're one of our guys that works with us in your Slack, like we, we, we appreciate anybody who interacts with us. It's great. It's, even if you just like check my stories on Instagram and you're like, oh, okay, and you just acknowledge it, like that's that that's fine. I'm okay with that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you want to consume our content, we go live every single Monday. We have boys that don't show up, and we still have a live show here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. Every single Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, whatever Canadian time it is, it's super late in Canada, uh, at least where James is. Um, But we put all the VODs and everything up uh, the following day, every single Tuesday. So if you go to YouTube, just search Popped Off Project Esports. I'd give a URL, but it's it's a bunch of jumbled numbers. Go there. Please subscribe to us so it's not a bunch of jumbled numbers and letters. Um, Go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Spotify, all those good ones if you want to listen to the audio version, which is my favorite version. 
Um, but besides that, I think we're all good. I'm Dylan. And I'm James. Thanks for listening or watching.